You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 900 Welcome. Thanks for being here. Great to have you with us. Pat Gray Unleashed. Of course, um, as always, there's just a ton of things going on today, uh, as as usual. The caravan continues to uh, travel north. Now, nah, don't worry about it. They're several miles away from the U.S. border. That's So that's nothing you have to worry about. So, so are you assuming now? Am I assuming? That they're coming up this way? Because <laughs> yeah, that's not, what I'm kind of... I'm just going by what they've inferring. said. I'm just, you know, I'm not... I'm not trying to make too much out of their words, but when they said they're headed for the United States and the United States is their only destination and they will cross the border, I I tend to think, okay, well, they're trying to come to the United States. All right. I don't don't know. I I call me crazy. Call Mm -hmm. me a conspiracy theorist, but because I know they're miles away from the border. Mm -hmm. So it can't be an invasion. No. What is it when thousands of people show up unwanted, though? Um, Hmm. A long vacation? Maybe. Uh, like a party of yeah. some sort? That uh, Just an impromptu party? An impromptu party. Uh, uh-huh. Yep, there we go. So the impromptu party continues uh-huh. to head northward. Yeah. It's so, like, you know what it is? It is. It's like a street party that just mm-hmm. keeps moving. It is. It's very, <laughs> uh, very strange. But uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of Central Americans uh, planning to seek asylum in the United States continue to move toward uh, our border with Mexico. A U.S. Marine was uh, helping lay down some wire barricade. They're putting up they're putting up barbed wire at the border right now. That's what the military is kind of doing, mm-hmm. uh, just to make it a little tougher to cross the border. So about 400 of the migrants who broke away from the main caravan in Mexico City already arrived at the border city of Tijuana. Yesterday. Here's a weird thing. They arrived by bus. Hmm. Well, and we're seeing on Fox News, they scaled the border and they're standing on top of it and yelling and chanting and having a really good time breaking into the country. (laughs) It's really, you know, it's heartening to see that they're having such a wonderful time as they break U.S. law and disregard our sovereignty. Don't even worry about it. But they love this country. They, no, they love it. it. They love it. Everything it stands More for. More than you do. Oh, yeah. Sure. What's your name? Malinak? Where does that come from? Like some Eastern European garbage country? Is that what that is? Yes. At least they're in the Americas. <laughs> Good point. Malinak. What is that? Czechoslovakian or something? It, it is. Yeah. That's what, that. that's what I figured. That's what I figured. I mean, that's mean pathetic. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I told you, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. And right what now. are you, white? Yeah, we don't need any more white people in this country. Okay, in fact, we need a lot less of them. But yeah, these uh, <laughs> these 400 migrants got to uh, Tijuana. Good for them on a bus. On a bu- on a on bus. a bus. Hmm. Guess what? Larger groups, larger than 400, are expected to arrive. In the coming days. Now, we were told uh, they're months away. This isn't going to happen till January at the earliest, late December, maybe. 
No sooner than early December, but certainly not late November. <laughs> Maybe mid-ish November, I, you know. I, uh, well, but, but George Soros' credit card um, was accepted, <laughs> apparently, down at the old bus station. What kind of anti-Semite are you? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now yeah. the Jew hatred. Okay. U.S. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis <laughs> said he traveled to the border uh, today. This will be his first visit since the military announced that 7,000 troops are heading there to try to head off the caravan. Uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, said in a statement that it would close lanes at the San Ysidro and Ote Mesa crossings from Tijuana to allow the Department of Dis- Defense to install barbed wire and position barricades and fencing. Uh, Tijuana is in the Mexican state of Baja, California. Uh, They're at the westerly end of the border, 17 miles from San Diego. Well, they're already there. They're already there. Got there yesterday. So much for the bull crap we've been hearing from these lefties. Yeah. You know what? They're not coming to America, and we're not sealing the border. We're just decorating. Right. There you go. we Mm -hmm. We like the look of barbed wire in our country. Yeah, you're right. How's that? I mean, the the border needed some decorating. Sure, yeah, it was kind of you know like a drab, deserty. You know how long it's been since we redecorated the border? It's been a long time. Yeah, a yeah. really long time. So this will be nice, like It'll almost forever. Sprucing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CBP has been and will continue to prepare for the potential arrival of thousands of people migrating in a caravan heading toward the border of the United States, according to Pete Flores, agency's director of field operations. Um, and, you know, of course, the president's taken a firm stand on this the whole time. And he has said, under no circumstances will you be allowed into this country. So stop coming here. And then their their agents in the media, their allies in the media, have all, have all tried to uh, disparage anybody who said, look, we got to do something. We can't allow all these... Oh, what are you talking about? They're a long ways away. They're not even, they're nowhere near the border. And now, on November 13th, Mm -hmm. yesterday, they arrive. Wow. Standing on top of the the fence down there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. taunting us. Like, stop us if you can, because you can't. You can't. Um, Migrants planning to seek asylum in the U.S. said they were undeterred by the crackdown. So what do, you, what do you do? I prefer to be in detention in the United States than to return to my country, where I know they're going to kill me for being different. Uh, that's according to a transgender woman who arrived in Tijuana on Monday with a group of about 70 people seeking asylum. So there's a group of 400. There's another group of 70. There are thousands behind them. Uh, a bunch of them are going to arrive, arrive today. This person said, last month they killed my partner, and I don't want to end up like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't blame me for that. Yeah. Well, then you know what we've got a, a procedure that. <laughs> but you're we do have a procedure. Welcome to be a part of. Yes, and you know while you leave and go seek safety somewhere else, you could be applying uh, to come here legally. For years, thousands of mainly Central American immigrants have been embarking on these long journeys um, to reach the U.S. Many of them, I like the spin on these stories. Many of them die in the attempt or are kidnapped by organized crime groups. That's why they shouldn't do this. That's a really good reason not to do this. 
because too many of them do die and too many of them are kidnapped by drug cartels. Several thousand more migrants in at least three caravan groups. Several thousand more in at least three more caravan groups are making their way through Mexico to the border. Nah, don't worry about it. They're thousands of miles from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of conspiracy theorist are you? And, yeah. You call this an invasion. And since it's obvious that they're not... They're trying not coming to get here? to America, no. then they could cash in all of those uh, frequent bus miles that hold them up here uh, yeah. all the way through Mexico. And that's the other thing. They're, they all walking, them, Keith, they're all walking, Keith. They're all walking here. No, these other ones. They yeah. walked right mm-hmm. onto the bus, yeah, and then the go. bus drove them, and now they're going to walk off the bus. Cash in those How long miles does that take? For a southbound trip. It takes too long. It, they can't even get here. There's no way to get here. <laughs> I just... It is... I mean, there's no words in the English language uh-huh. Well, that are adequate to express the outrage, the anger that I feel over these, especially the people in the media mm-hmm. who have just been lying every step of the way, who have been making us look like, you know, we're haters and we're xenophobes and we're this and we're that and we're uh, mongering in hatred and because <laughs> we're concerned that thousands and Thousands of people that we don't know what they're doing. We don't know who they are. We don't know their background. I don't even know that they're in danger. I don't know that. And neither do you. Neither do you in the media. You don't know that. You don't know they're not MS-13 gang members. You don't know that. Some of them may be. Are many of them, most of them, the vast majority of them, great people? Probably. Probably. But I don't know. You can't deny, though, that some of them may be absolute evil douchebags hell-bent on creating chaos and uh, criminal activity in this country. Well, we're just a mere nine days away. Let's get through Thanksgiving, and then we will start getting the um, the baby Jesus parallel stories about these migrants. Oh, it's coming. I can't wait for that. Joseph the problem is they may arrive before that's even... <laughs> You know, maybe they'll do it before Thanksgiving, though. Maybe they won't even wait for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. But yes, and we predicted this weeks ago. When they start arriving during the holiday season, you'll get the Joseph and Mary fleeing for Egypt stories. (laughs) And that parallel. uh, And then I'm really going to lose my mind. Uh, 888-933-93. So that's fun. Um, that's fun. That, that's that's that's, that's the fun. word. That's the word. Not invasion. Fun. How about a no, fun vision? Right. It's a fun vision. I like it. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're gonna hashtag that bad boy. Fun vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not hateful at all if you call it a fun vision. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody that wins. It just means we're all enjoying this. Yep. And I am. I'm enjoying it a great deal. It's really been a fun vision <laughs> that we've been enjoying uh, for a long time here. As, you know, they have walked part of the way. And then somewhere along the line, people pick them up and, and drive them at least a certain amount of, to the next town a mm-hmm. lot of times. And then they walk a little bit more and then somebody picks them up again and then they walk. It's because they want them out of their town. Yep. They're like, get out. I'll take you to the next town. Are you going, <laughs> are you going north? I can. Uh, <laughs> yep. Wow. Everybody's I mean, winning here. You think that's not... Mm-hmm. What the deal is? Of yeah. course it is. That's a fun vacation. Of course it is. We, well, and why not? I mean, you don't want the 
the waste in your city. Oh, they've seen. You don't want them sleeping around your city. You There's know. been videos of of just trashing town squares mm-hmm. and just leaving all their crap. It looks like a like nobody a wants hippie it. reunion party in Woodstock or something. Just leaving all their crap behind. Well, of course, thousands of people that have nowhere to live yet right now. Of, of course, they're going to leave a mess behind. Of course, they are. Got some aerial views of uh, in this uh, story in Newsweek of some of the caravan members. And I mean, they are just packed onto a flatbed semi-trailer. I, there's got to be 500 people on this truck alone. I mean, look at that. They're just jammed in it. Uh, it's really sad because... I, because of the what they're used to, uh, they're they don't have a problem with this kind of stuff, with jamming into small spaces, being uncomfortable for long periods of time, and then when they get here, they live, you know, twenty to a dwelling or thirty to a dwelling, or they jam all into a the back of a semi semi when it's a hundred and ten degrees outside and a hundred and fifty five degrees inside where they are, they don't have any water. But because they're used to bad conditions, they can do this. Americans aren't going to, you know, we hear all the time, Americans aren't going to do that job. Americans aren't going to do this. We're not going to do that. Well, yeah, we're not used to living like that. Yeah, we don't. So it is, I mean, it's tragic. Mm -hmm. I really feel badly for them. We can't fix everybody's problems, though. Yeah, the thing that makes America great is that for over 200 years, we have been ruled by, by laws not of men, mm-hmm. and so um, we ask that if you would like to be a part of the grand experiment, then you play by the rules, and you follow the laws right. that have made us stand out, that have made, separated us from the pack. Yeah. Um, right, we're not, we're not, and if we we're don't... We're not into anarchy, and that's a message to immigrants and to Antifa. And, and it is what separates us from everybody else. Um, our system here separates us from everybody else, and if we don't abide by that... We're going to be just like everybody else. Then there will be no reason to migrate to the United States of America. 888 Meanwhile, the holidays are fast approaching, and uh, you know you're going to eat too much. You know you're going to sit around and watch TV. Uh, there's a lot of great holiday movies to, to start watching. There's a lot of great football to uh, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's help available. If your willpower is down a little bit, hard to get that it's hard to get that uh, just steely determination to not overeat again but riduzone can help because riduzone is a safe natural fda acknowledged dietary supplement with oea that's the molecule in olive oil that they've extracted and that's what boosts your metabolism and helps to reduce your appetite it gives you the help you need to lose weight so for about a dollar 39 a day it, Riduzone can help you get through the holidays and jumpstart the new you for 2019 where everybody says, oh my gosh, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. You look great. Thank you. No, nah, it wasn't for you. I'm just, that's what? like, oh. you know, something somebody would say. Oh, you're, you're okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm so mm-hmm. embarrassed. I thought you were um, complimenting me. Order yours today at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT and get 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. Uh, all right. 
Then we've got the good news of uh, one of the DNC leaders. First of all, there's the head of the DNC. Okay. Then there's a CEO of the Democratic National Committee. Whoa, that sounds very... Have you ever uh, heard of the CEO of the Democrat National not Committee? Not at all. That sounds big business to me. I thought the Democrats yeah, were does. against that. I know. I thought that corporations weren't people. There you go. Huh. But uh, Seema Nada, talking about uh, health care, uh, she's being interviewed, and uh, it's kind of fascinating what the CEO of the Democratic National Committee had to say. Here's Seema Nanda. There have there has been some analysis of uh, third party analysis of a Medicare for all program, what it will be like, how much it might cost as a big uh, issue. It would be very expensive. So uh, if this is going to be a winning issue for Democrats in 2020, how do you answer the question of how are you going to pay for this? Because there have been studies, uh, credible studies that say uh, it would it would cost three trillion dollars a year. Uh, You would have to double everybody's taxes or maybe triple everybody's taxes. Just how do you answer the cost question. Mm -hmm. So so I don't think we're there yet. I mean, I think what we saw with a republic, this Republican Party is we saw an irresponsible tax cut. And then we saw an immediate pivot that they did towards it was in statements by Mitch McConnell just shortly before the election, but statements that they've been making all along that they Mm -hmm. plan to go after Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid next. It is this president Mm -hmm. that is causing uh, skyrocketing deficits. And now they plan on going after these core programs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your answer is I, I don't know you know, how we're going to get there, but these are oh. all big conversations that we need to be engaged yeah. in. That's great. It's a conversation we need to have. <laughs> yes. I, I, it's, her answer is, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Well, the conversation is, we can't afford it, pumpkin. <laughs> hey, Putin, here's your conversation. Stop talking about it because it's asinine and unaffordable. It's national suicide. There's your conversation. I just had it. I just had it. So we're done. You kind of we're done, right? Yeah, I guess we're we covered the ground there. Uh, What is it with the left and wanting to have conversations? All all we hear from them now. That's what Stacey Abrams in Georgia says about gun control. I'll tell you what's with them. They've done some sort of study. They've done some sort of uh, survey about what. What words test well yep. with the American people? Yep. And having a conversation tests well. We're, we're going to have conversations. Well, yeah, people like conversations. That shows that you're reasonable. There you go. That's you're willing your, to discuss You're willing it. to talk to me about mm-hmm. my differing mm-hmm. point of view. Instead of telling me what you'll do as a leader, right. you're saying, no, no I'm just saying what matters. We're having a conversation here. That's all we're doing. You know, I'm not talking about... I am not talking about ignoring the Second Amendment. Mm-mm. I'm just talking about having a conversation about common sense gun control. That's all I'm talking about. Right. I am not talking about spending $3 trillion a year Mm-mm. on unaffordable health care. I'm talking about a conversation. Having a conversation about how people can have the health care they must have. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Boy, so we should have a conversation count. Let's just see how many times, I don't know, what do you want to do, until the end of the year? How many more times are we going to hear that phrase? Many. We need to have a yeah, conversation. It's the new thing. Boy. It's, it's the new thing. Mm. Uh, also, the irresponsible tax cuts. So, okay, the GOP is responsible for the irresponsible tax cuts that have what? Sparked the economy <laughs> and brought in record revenue to the U.S. government? Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds terribly irresponsible. Yeah, we want to. Uh, it's terrible. Have a conversation about the. Let's have a conversation taking about more of your money. Right. About doubling your taxes or tripling your taxes. Uh, what an honest question from the. Uh, I don't know who that guy is uh, from Yahoo, but what he he was that was a pretty strong question, mm-hmm. and and that's what you would have to do. You can't just say you can't put that on the shoulders of the wealthiest one percent. You can't say. I mean, they will. But it wouldn't work to say, well, we're going to tax the rich because that won't do it. That's not going to cover three trillion dollars unless you I mean, you probably take every penny from the rich, every penny from them every year. And that won't be enough. So a uh, really good question. Yeah. He had uh, more. He had more. And a really lame answer. Mm-hmm. Then he asked about uh, socialists in the Democratic <laughs> Party and, and how welcome they are. Uh, here's what the. CEO of the DNC said. Is, is there room for socialists in the Democratic Party? You know, I, I think we can, um, you know, we can get in, involved in, you know, mm-hmm. what, we, what we all call ourselves. I think there is room <laughs> for all sorts of Democrats in the Democratic aye, Party. Aye, aye. Uh, you know, I think we can get, so, yes. what we call ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, what, what's in a name? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay, sure. Uh-huh. When the Nazis rose to power, there was more than just a name involved there. But you can call yourself anything you want. You're all welcome in the Democrat mm-hmm. Party. That's great. Will they vote for us? Then yes, they're welcome. Yes. And are they winning? Are they beating Republicans? Then yes. Yes, there's room for them. Of course there's room for Democrat. Are there, is there room for a Democrat in the Democrat Party? That's the better question. <laughs> Are, are Democrats welcome in the Democrat Party because it is it is the Socialist Party now. It's been completely co-opted by socialists. So the better question is, is there room for Democrats in the Democrat Party? And the answer to that is no, there's really not. And as soon as rank-and-file Democrats across this country start to realize that, uh, then we're going to be a lot better off in this country. As soon as they, they realize who these Democrats are and who really is the extreme party in this country, because it's the Republicans that are continually painted with that brush of extremism. Nothing could be further from the truth than the Republicans. The Republicans do nothing but moderate their positions mm-hmm. to the point where they drive me out of my mind and I don't even want to have anything to do with them. Because they won't stand for anything. They won't actually stick to a principle because they're accused of being extreme if they do. No, Democrats are never accused of being extreme for allowing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to take over the party and Bernie Sanders to take over the party. It, It is so bad in the Democrat Party. The Democrats are protesting against Democrats now. (laughs) Yes. I, I, it's, I can't even, I, I can't believe it. It's fun to see the left eat their own, though. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see I love them it. having a conversation I mean, with themselves. <laughs> uh, so Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I guess, was just starting another conversation yesterday <laughs> when she and other protesters showed up and protested in the office of Nancy Pelosi. Take a look at this. Woo! Yeah! 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 We're Democrats protesting Democrats! Yeah! I just want to let you all know how proud 
Oh, she's so proud. And every single one of you. Everyone. You're putting yourselves and your bodies and and everything on the line to make sure that we save our planet, our generation, and our future. It's so incredibly important. I, I, so I, you know, I shared with you all, and I shared my story that uh, that my journey here started at Standing Rock, and it started with with everyday people doing exactly what you all were doing too. It was yeah, standing with the Zoo, standing with allies, standing with indigenous tribes, because <laughs> we don't have a choice. We what? do not have a choice. You don't we have a choice. Have we don't. We to get to 100% renewable energy in 10 years. One, we do. There we have to. But by the end of the year, we have to do that. So. And uh -huh. I, what I hope we all show is that this moment and this rallying point, it's not just about confrontation, but in a way, it's about real meaningful unity behind our goals. Yeah. That's in a way, mean. it's about that. Yeah. yeah all right. In a way, in a way, it's about real meaningful, uh, you know, conversation. So. So so wait a minute. It's not just about conversation. It's about real meaningful conversation how about a funvasion conversation uh we need Go to have that? that yeah um good job there uh miss um astasio cortez what you just did is kept yourself off of any committees because you just did that in the future speaker of the house's office mm -hmm. so um, the past and future uh, -huh. uh speaker of the house who's not going to be happy about that seriously you think she's going to like that you think nancy pelosi is going to cool. say hey nice job you people I love that you you're active like uh -huh. this. I love the conversation we're having right now in my office. This is exactly what I need. Someone's getting a call to conduct business in my office. Uh, thank you, uh, Alexandra, you 29 year old dipwad. I hope that she um, Instagrams that when she's walking down. She's like, okay, so I just got a call from Nancy Pelosi. She wants to meet with me, so I'm walking down the hallway here at the Capitol. I'll let you know how it goes. And then we'll never hear how it goes because she's about to yeah. get oh, a yeah. tongue lashing. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yeah, I, I, the giblets on this person. Pretty amazing. We're in such a weird place. I, I mean, have we already passed the, the point of no return? Yes. Where life never goes back to the way we once knew it. Just Correct. Few, I mean, and I'm not talking about, mm -hmm. I'm talking about just a few years ago. I'm not talking about 1950. I'm talking about 2015 America. Do, do we never even get back to that? We are so out of phase, man. There's no coming back. I, man. This is a new I mean, reality here. You've got, it is so extreme and so ugly in the Democrat Party. Let's, let's just bask in that for a second. But, uh, you know, actually, it's not a good thing that the Democrats have gone so outrageously extreme that this is happening to them. That, uh, <clears throat> that they're having protests from Democrats in Democrat offices. That's how... Nancy Pelosi is all over global warming. She's all about environmentalism. She's all about renewable energy. She knows we can't do it right this second because, well, it's impossible. It's just not possible. We don't have the technology to do it right now. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is going to force the issue. What she wants to do is just do it. Just pay for it. Just do it. Just move to renewable energy. There's no problem with that. If you can't afford it, just pay for it. What do you mean? <laughs> and then as soon as she says that, she can't afford her, her office she, or her apartment in Washington, D.C. Well, wait, didn't you just say you'll, you just pay for it? 
<laughs> this is the richest nation on earth. We just pay for it. Well, why don't you use that same that same theory in your own life? Just pay for your apartment in D.C. You don't have to wait for your first check. <laughs> yeah, maybe you spend less time <clears throat> hanging out with these protesters in Nancy Pelosi's office and maybe go get a jobby job to pay for the rent for the next couple of months. Yeah, and, you know, maybe there's some planning ahead involved when you know you're going to D.C. and you need an apartment, so you save some money. I mean, she's known know. she's going to win for... Almost a year now. It's right? been six or eight months. Now, come on. But oh, wait, somebody tweeted mm. out she's going to fit right in up there. Doesn't plan ahead with the budgeting and stuff. Oh, oh she's yeah. going to be perfect in Congress because that's what they do. <sighs> Good times. 2018 rolls on. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's your Democrat Party uh, as extreme as it can possibly get. 888 You know, it's only November, but it's not too early to start thinking about gifts for that special someone in your life. And not just any gift, but something that they're going to really enjoy and something that might even save their life one day. This year, uh, you can get them the coolest thing that they've received in a long time uh, with the iTarget Pro system. Love it. Uses your smartphone and their app. It tracks a caliber-specific laser that fits into your firearm instead of the bullet. And then the... Laser detects exactly where your shots land on the target. It's a fantastic system. Completely safe. And it comes with your caliber-specific laser, the targeting system, and instructions so you can start training right away. Go to the letter I, then TargetPro.com. Check out the video. Choose your caliber. Download the app. And then you're ready when your system arrives. Plus, right now, you'll save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the system. Okay? Save 10% and get free shipping through the end of the year itargetpro.com Pat Gray The Blaze Radio Network Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. At shop.theblaze.com, you can also get the Pat Gray Unleashed merchandise, which is uh, very, very cool. Uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs. Uh, we got that uh, really attractive baseball cap that Keith likes to model because he doesn't like to have his bald head on television, for one thing. I mean, does anyone like uh, to have my bald head on television? Not really. Mm-hmm. No. Swimsuits. Don't forget swimsuits. And so oh, yeah. I, I don't know if there's that. a Pat Gray swimsuit. but yeah, uh, no, it's, it's a Blaze It's a Blaze swimsuit. swimsuit. Yeah, can we see you model that, Jeffy? Sure. Sure. I mean, it'll be a disclaimer day. Mm. But Also, there's a vintage Glenn and Pat shirt uh, from oh, yeah, one, of our, one of our very first uh, promotional uh, sessions that we had, uh, promo sessions. Oh, and that, that's it right there. Yeah, nice. that's great. That's a great uh, job. Back in the year of our Lord, 1990. Wow. Uh, 888-933-93. You, you failed hmm? to mention there's a hmm? chewing the fat merchandise as well. I mean, huh. Well, you didn't fail to mention it, so. I mean, I know, but you well didn't mention the chewing the fat no, merchandise. No, you, 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 you just did. So there's, there's, also a, uh, there's also a chewing the fat uh, segment that begins Let's right now. Let's have a conversation about chewing the fat. Let's have a conversation about right. chewing the fat. Let's, uh, yeah, and actually chewing the fat is 
about having a conversation. It is about having a right? conversation. It so is. That's what Daily. It is. Monday through Friday. Yes. You can just download the podcast, uh, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Comes right right to you. At the, wherever, mm-hmm. wherever free podcasts are sold, comes right to you every day. Right where you can get Pac Ray Unleashed, you could also get uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Just that simple. And also, I just want to, before I get started on some of the, you know, the, the fat pile that I have here today, uh, <laughs> you just call a congresswoman-elect a dipwad a few moments ago? <laughs> I just want to be clear that I heard that right. Yeah, okay. yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, she is butt stupid. Oh, my gosh. I mean, butt stupid. I, I was so happy you played that because I, I actually sent that last night because I couldn't believe that uh you're showing up at nancy you're this is going to be the speaker of the house and Putin. you're with all the people in a sit-in yeah and what maybe you, you know although maybe she's just looking for an apartment <laughs> somebody at the sit-in's got to have a place for her to stay right <laughs> i i don't know she, uh, you think nancy pelosi's happy about what that oh, what she man. just did <laughs> no, no way, way. <laughs> no way well as long as we're you know a little politics uh first lady melania trump uh, this headline is wrong, by the way. This this headline says publicly calls for the ouster of a senior administration official. But really, the headline should read, uh, Melania says, I am not Hillary. Because uh, this lady uh, is in a bad place uh, in the White House. And I don't know if she did anything, uh, <clears throat> you know, with Donald uh, at all. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, she's out. And uh, the position of the office of the first lady is that she no longer deserves to honor serving in this White House, and that security advisor John Bolton's deputy, Mira Ricardo. So I don't know what Mira did, and I don't know what uh, what she had planned on doing, but she is out. Bye-bye. She got busted doing something. And uh, Melania said, uh, Don, uh, she needs to go. So I'm guessing she's already out. And there's been reports that she was already escorted out of the White House. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Melania doesn't want you around. Mm-hmm. See ya. Wow. <laughs> also, uh, Mike Pompeo is uh, all wound up over something that I'm <laughs> a little surprised that he's all wound up about. But apparently, uh, it's called, it's being titled now the Pompeo Cheese Incident when he was in North Korea. And uh, he uh, had a tough day. And uh, the State Department's correspondent, Nick Wadhams, uh, included an antidote in one of his stories about the frustrating trip to North Korea. And the uh, quote was, by the morning of this uh, of his second day, Pompeo had enough. Instead of the elaborate breakfast prepared for him, he ate toast and slices of processed cheese. Pompeo was not mad. Was not only mad, he was livid at Waddles. And I have no idea. I don't know why he got so mad about it. He did not want people knowing that he was having, you know, a toasted grilled cheese sandwich in the morning. Mike, I got news for you, bro. Um, you look like a guy that's having grilled cheese sandwiches in the morning. Okay? I'm with you. I am with you, okay? Who hasn't had toast and put a couple of processed cheese slices in between the toast slices for a sandwich? Who among us? So don't get angry, Mike. It's okay. Take it easy. But he wouldn't let, and and uh, Nauert, his uh, his lady, wouldn't own up to it. She Now we know that she told him, well, yeah, use that antidote. That's funny. It's cute. But at the time, she didn't own up to it and just blamed it all on this reporter, Nick Wadhams. And so he, she, he, he couldn't fly on the plane back to the Helsinki summit. Uh, Pompeo had him off of that and uh, was saying, I don't want him around. I don't want to see him. And so finally she had to own up to it. Like, oh man, my guy told him that go ahead and use the toasted cheese story. So she wow. might be out too. 
fascinating what ticks these people off. Man. That's unbelievable. It really, it really is. Why would, you care about, why would you care about Because it's 2018. Why, why do you care? It's stupid. Stupid. Right? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he's worried Trump's going to give him a hard time about having <laughs> toasted grilled cheese sandwiches. In North Korea, I don't know. Maybe the wife is expecting him to be on a diet. He's not supposed to have the processed cheese. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I know. And uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter. Uh, we talked a little bit about this. Touched a little bit about on this on uh, chewing the fat. Uh, Jack uh, has now decided that uh, the fake news as a category or misinformation as a category is just way too big on Twitter. Just way too big because fiction and jokes could also be classified as misinformation. Oh, you mean like the people that you banned? For making jokes mm-hmm. uh, because you thought that they were uh, influencing an election when they were making the joke. So now the real task at hand is to identify content that misleads people into taking an action. You know, I wish they'd just realize that here's, not, here's what you're supposed to do. Let people tweet what they want. Let me follow who I want. And then I'll decide. That's your job. Yeah. That's, what you're, that's Twitter. That's what you're supposed to do. Make sure it runs smooth. That's all. Make mm-hmm. sure it runs smooth. Mm-hmm. So we all have Twitter. You don't have to worry about, you don't need to decide what's bad for me. Please, at Jack. So Las Cruces <laughs> unofficially breaks a record of the world's largest serving of nachos. Now, if, I, if you will look at some of the pictures of the largest serving of the nachos here on Blaze Television, you will, uh, you will get hungry. Now, this monstrous creation weighed in at 5,000. 39 pounds and 110 feet long. Now, um, they served this, but Guinness even wasn't there. So now they've got to try to document it and prove that it's the world record largest creation of nachos because the University of Kansas currently holds the Guinness world record of a 4,689-pound, 80-foot Long nacho surfing. I mean, wow. the things. Okay. I am a huge fan of world records, though. Come on, that's that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You set a world record. I always wanted to set some side of world record. Did you know that um, nearly ten thousand kids in the U.S. are attacked each year by soup? Did by you know that by soup? soup? Yeah, by soup. Okay. I mean, it's dangerous out there for kids. Yeah, uh, half of the serious burns to children every year are scald burns from spilled food and drinks. They're being attacked by soups. Now, uh, they're blaming uh, a lot of this on the instant soups because of uh, poor, their poorly packages. Uh, you know, they're tall and they tip over on the kids and stuff. But I think we've addressed that pretty much. They go into a study from 2006 into 2008 that found uh, that most of the burns were caused because of the tall containers that were narrow and the kids would tip them over. But when you look at the soups on the shelf now, I think that's been addressed. Those are all pretty short and, and uh, you know, sit down pretty nice. But did you know, according to the researchers behind the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, they used data collected by the National Electronic Injury Surveillance System. I mean, I'm glad we have that out there for us. The uh, NEISS, which uh, collects the data on injuries caused by consumer products. The annual report uh, from the national from them. Uh, reads there are nearly 150,000 injuries caused by trampolines. Lawnmowers injured just under 90,000 people, and chainsaws injured about 30,000. Just over 60,000 people (laughs) were injured by soap and detergent in 2017. Now, that's gone up, but I think that's because of the stupid Tide Pod thing. Where were your head trimmers? Are they on there anywhere? 
<laughs> they will be next year, yeah. Uh, just over, uh, let's see, uh, kids under the age of one were most likely to be injured by stairs, ramps, landings, and floors. And teens and adults between the ages of 15 and 34 were also injured by the same thing, stairs and ramps. And kids between 10 and 14, what they were most likely to be injured by? A basketball. Now, that's, now wait, now one second. That, that was me at, at that age. A basketball, perhaps. Uh, all the time. All the time. Perhaps they didn't hear their friend saying, here, catch, and got the basketball smashed into their face. Mm-hmm. What they needed to have was their ears cleaned with the Wax RX system. There you go. Uh, and then many people use the cotton swabs, the candling, uh-huh. the store remedies. They don't work. You need your ears cleaned with the Wax RX system. And it's, you can go to usewaxrx.com and you can order your reusable ear wash system today. Use the offer code radio. They'll ship it to your house for wow. free. Now, listen, it's the method physicians trust the most. It's just like the ones they use in their offices, but it's a tad bit cheaper than going to the doctor. So uh, you can get the real solution for that earwax with the Wax rx ear wash system go to usewaxrx.com usewaxrx.com and order your reusable ear wash system today offer code radio ships it to your house for free what is going on in america we are finding all kinds of uh all kinds of really cool stuff now two items that have been found are in the united states that are you know thousands of years old one little girl one swedish american girl found a viking sword a viking sword in a lake all right now she's walking around in a a lake and she says i stepped on something and uh pulls it up out of the out of the muck and it's a sword it was a a reported that the sword was at least a thousand years old but the museum later contacted said it was even older than that back to the fifth or sixth century Pre-Viking Age. If you're watching Blaze Television, you can take a look at the the sword that she found. I love this thing. And That's she so pulled cool. it up out of the water. The dad comes running up, takes it. Now the museum has it. Uh, if I'm the kid, I'm like, uh, no, that's uh, mine. Wow. I don't care what you want. Uh, researchers at Texas A&M University discovered uh, what they believe to be the oldest weapons ever found in North America. Uh, an ancient spear points that are 15,000 years old okay let's and that talk- was found here in texas these spears uh, Wait, they- hold, on, hold, on, hold on let's talk about this for a second okay what age does something have to be where it belongs in the public domain the the state or the country or whoever gets to grab it and put it in a museum at what age does it become that kind of artifact Ooh, i don't know probably i mean that's this was the sword was found in sweden uh, she's from Minnesota, so she's you know they were they were staying there with her relatives, but uh, so I mean I know someone that has found a belt buckle from the Civil War. Okay, did they get to keep it? Absolutely. Or, okay, if you keep your mouth shut. Yes. So, but where's that cutoff? Like, where is that <laughs> the cutoff? The cutoff is when you don't tell the when authorities. You don't tell you have it. That's right. And you take it to somebody who knows those things, and you sell it to them. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's what you that's do. That's the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, a group of students, and this is what happened here, all right? The group of students last month involved at uh, Mount Vernon. All right, Mount Vernon. You think, oh, Mount Vernon, the students are there. They find an artifact, a 6,000-year-old tool. Wow. 
Wow. I, I was used as an axe, and you can tell. I mean, they talk about <laughs> they talk about the axe was created by skilled craft person. Does it say it was on public property? Who worked to chip property? its cutting edges with a hammerstone, and you can see the picture of the axe on Blaze Television. Right, you can tell that that was made by a skilled crafts person. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. It's, it looks like a freaking uh, potato, don't, man. Don't even, don't even, you, you, I don't even doubt it. The axes among more than fifty thousand art fifty thousand artifacts have been found on uh, Mount Vernon. Wow. That's amazing. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Does it all belong to the Mount Vernon Association? That's all theirs. Mm -hmm. Oh, look what you found. So when you find Mm -hmm. it on that property, then obviously it belongs there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So, I mean, that's all theirs. Right. On their property. So, uh, Serena Williams is, uh, this is the world we live in today. You know, you want to talk about uh, the world that we live in today. So, Serena Williams is one of the four people uh, that get on the cover of GQ. Uh, 2018 men of the year, but you know, Serena's mm-hmm. a woman, but she gets, they're putting her on the, on the cover and they, they cross right. out, they cross out men cause she's Serena Williams. All right. Leave her alone. She's Serena. She's a superstar. She's and a GQ, woman. I know, but they're trying to make GQ everybody. Is gentleman's quarterly. That's what it stands for. The G is gentleman. <laughs> Could you not worry about that the right Q now? Q is quarterly. Okay. Okay. They're trying to put Serena on the All cover right. as, uh-huh. as a, as a reach out. Okay. You know, as a, mm-hmm. But that doesn't even work. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. What else? Okay, do they so have they, do? Have, they have you have you have uh, Henry Golding, Jonah Hill, and Michael B. Jordan are on the mm-hmm. covers of uh, GQ. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. But so they put Serena on there. But uh, the cover with Serena has it say she's the w- woman with men crossed out of the year. But because the artist draws with uh, quotation marks, people are all wound up saying, "Oh, what did they mean? What did they mean that she's like a man?" They're all. They want. Good they want to fix grief. it. The, the artist I is like, can't. no. I just. That's just the way he I can't. draw things. And we're telling you that she's really good and talented. And we wanted her on our magazine, so she's. We crossed out men and I made a woman. Why it. is it in quotation marks? Why are people? So Why do you hate? I can't take it. Why do you hate? We can't put quotation marks on anything. Can we have the a first mistake was to put uh, Serena Williams on the cover? Yeah, uh-huh, that's true. Just don't do that. Yep. I don't okay. It's gentlemen's quarterly. I don't necessarily right? disagree. Have there been women on the cover yeah. of GQ before? Yeah. Oh, they okay. put uh, uh, what's her face on there last year as one of the women Who? of the year, uh, Gail Gadot. Oh, uh, Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. You know, men of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your boy. Let's as long as we're on talking a little bit of sports. It's uh, Serena. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy, uh, Bobby Petrino, uh, fellow. Wait, is he uh, my boy? No, he's uh, well, my he's boy. A fellow uh, can't take fellow Helen and fellow Helen oh, from nice. the mean, mean streets yeah, of Helena. Yeah, mean streets. Yes, I he can't is. wait. Uh, he's got the boot. Yeah, he lost his uh, gig at Louisville after getting nice butt kicked again. It's interesting because he. Did a lot for that university to get them to where they were in the first place. Oh, don't get me. And now on his second trip around, uh, things have gone poorly because his quarterback left early, and he was kind of counting on him for a while. Mm -hmm. And now they're getting their anus kicked. Uh, And now, what have you done for us lately? lately? So well, lately you're like two. Bye-bye. Lately you're like two and eight. Have a nice day. Yeah, it, he's hit the not, road. That's too bad. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I would he, say look because I'm not saying that that you know anything mm-hmm. about that, but I'm just saying you know mm-hmm. we both came from the same place, right? Yes, from we, the mean street. Uh, we both both went to Capitol High School. Both got out alive. Bobby Petrino has a long history of being an idiot. <laughs> we were at the school at the same time. Nice. Uh, and uh, so he. He left Louisville for 
the Atlanta Falcons. Was it somebody before that though? Or yeah, there was somebody went, before that. It was like Arkansas, yeah. Alabama. No, that or was after like he oh, left. Okay. He yeah. left for Atlanta, and then he left Atlanta for Arkansas. Yeah. So oh, here's right. what happened. And then here's he had some girlfriend happened. in a yeah. motorcycle or something. Yeah, right? Bobby yeah. Petrino signs yeah. a ten-year deal for Louisville. He says, "I'm here for the long haul. My family loves it here." Less right. than six months later, he He's leaves them after signing this ten-year deal for Atlanta. Then he tells Arthur Blank on a Monday, I believe it was a Monday morning, that yeah, because there was rumors swirling, he might leave. He says, "Nope, you got yourself." A coach before the game Monday night football happened, he had left a little note um, with his coaches. Didn't tell the players, didn't tell Arthur Blank, and he headed for Arkansas where he had the affair, crashed his motorcycle, got busted there, ended up going, I think, to Western Kentucky, right? Then ended up back in Louisville Louisville because they loved him. Yep, Louisville and finally then he came wore to out his welcome there. Yeah, well, I mean, Louisville should so, have learned their lesson the first time. So I was sort of quote Pat Gray. He's kind of a douche. Kind of kind a of douche. douche. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He really is. I mean, I don't know him that well, but I, I, in fact, I don't know him very well at all. But, but he's always leaving jobs. I mean, he's done this with Auburn. He's done this, I think, with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love, I love that you've got yourself. A oh yeah. Until I post, put a post-it note on the locker, I'm out. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, at that point, <laughs> he did. I what, know he wasn't what is, lying. Can he read people's minds? <laughs> Not even his own. He Not couldn't even, even read his own mind. Not and then close. he changed his mind well, he by the time he got to the lockers. Your coach, you're darn the right on a, your coach right here. He has a commitment problem. Bobby Petrino. <laughs> yeah, including to his wife, including, uh, see, sadly. I mean, it's all over. Well, what are you so, going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, he had some hot young Can't, chick that dug him. And it, so you're going to put her on the back of the bike and take her out and... You know, have your say, way with her. Say, no, I'm married. You can stop it. <laughs> but the greatest, yeah. the greatest picture on the internet is Bobby Petrino at the press conference with the neck brace and his scratches all over his face. So he really is kind of the beginning. The mean streets will do that to you. They'll yeah, mess you up. they'll mess <laughs> you up. That was kind of my point. Yeah, yes. they'll mess you up. Yeah, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, OSU uh, football coach Mike Gundy. Although this could kind of this uh, now that we're talking about the way uh, uh, Petrino has uh, handled himself, uh, could also uh, be about him. But during his post game press conference uh, after his loss to OU this past week, forty eight forty seven, that was that was a fun game to watch. Um, if you were an OU fan, are we done already? I, yeah, I guess so. Wow, that was quick. Are you serious? Yeah. Well. Forget Mike Gundy, though. All right, well, h- hang on Gundy. to it. We'll, maybe we'll do it on the other side. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, 888 with any thoughts you have today. Or at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I would have gone. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter from uh, Tyler from Misery. Uh, I think on chewing the fat, Jeffy was talking about they found a six thousand year old tool. <laughs> Tyler tweets six thousand year old tool. They found Jeffy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was thinking along those same lines. I just kind of kept it to myself. Oh, uh, but uh, thank you, you shared with the class. Thank you for sharing it, uh, Tyler. That's conversation great. Conversation about it. Uh, legislation to start a conversation. Tweets. Uh, Keith became a statistic, according to Jeffy's reporting. 
that was the yeah the accidents around the house and the stuff. hedge trimmer yeah. accident That's thing cute. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yep when that happens but it it happens you know what are you gonna do um also we're gonna tell you about the m1 ball which is coming up on saturday night yeah it's right here at the studio and it starts mm, 6 30 at 6 30 yes sir <clears throat> so you can get your tickets for the ball and uh join us i mean there's gonna be great food music country music stars uh mark collie and daryl worley will be here cool Two of my very favorite country stars. And it's so hard to, you know, narrow it down. Is it in my you know country music enjoyment uh, to just a few? Because wow, well, I, well, I love well, you it know all. What, Let's explore. Let's have a conversation about your country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, about my love for country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. who, who are some others? If not those oh, two, like if you had, you to know, just like pick, gosh, other than pick a dozen. Mark Colley and Daryl Worley. Mm-hmm. Mm. We've got time. We've got time. It's a big, long segment here. We'll just listen. Gosh, to I'd it. have to say, uh, you know, there are lot, lots of other people. I mean, I mean I, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by not mentioning them. I want to hear a couple more. Just <laughs> another one. Well, you know, I could name Keith Urban because my wife loves his music. Mm. I could name him. That's a good one. Uh, there's a good one. Okay, so we're up to uh, What's his face with uh, Faith Hill? Uh, him yeah, and Faith, guy. both just mm. terrific performers. So what's his face mm. and Faith mm-hmm. Hill are mm-hmm. terrific performers. Terrific performers. I don't like their politics, but uh-huh. man, do they make tremendous music. You're a country music fiend oh, is what oh, you are. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it. Okay, so anyway, we've mm-hmm. got this uh, mm-hmm. bucket here. Here we go. Yeah, we got it. Uh, that $100 gets you entered into this raffle. This is the extent of the people who have joined in. I mean, your chances are incredible. If you pay $100 for a raffle ticket, you could easily win this Mercedes. I'm going to try to not drop this. It's a CLA 250. Uh, The winner of the raffle drawing will receive a tour of the Mercury Studios, an exclusive review of M1 Artifacts. Uh, Might get a surprise visit from Glenn, and of course, you get to drive away the car. So it's pretty awesome. That is sweet. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. 100 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, mercuryone.org, and, uh, or you can go to m1ball.rallyup.com yeah. slash 2018 M1 Ball Raffle. Or you could just go to Twitter <laughs> and look at Pat Unleashed, who is in the process of tweeting it out. Yeah, as we speak, that's uh, probably the easier way to do it. There's a direct link there to um, <clears throat> to enter in the drawing. Hundred bucks for a Mercedes Benz. Awesome, man. Oof, just that could many. happen. Just that many so far. Uh, and then there's some other things you can bid on when you're here on on Saturday night. Or like, online, yeah. Uh, paint and Perrier with Glenn. Uh, really good package. Whether you you know you like soup can pop art or Jackson Pollock splatter painting. I, for me, I I'd have a hard time choosing that too. Just yeah. like with the country music artist, because yeah. I'm so into all of it. All of um, it. You could spend the the afternoon with Glenn here in Dallas with uh, food, drinks, sharing painting techniques and preferences. <laughs> you could take home your own masterpiece. That's cool, man. Uh, you could probably hear apocalyptic predictions from Glenn uh-huh. all mm-hmm. afternoon long, which never gets old. Uh, it's just it's awesome. Ever with every prediction, it, it gets even better. For the history buff, um, if you're enamored with the past, you could hang out with David Barton. 
Oh. Invite you to spend some time with him. That's the, the one I want to bid on. Wall Builders Library in Alito. David and his son will bring history to life for you and a group of up to 10 people. The Bartons use vivid true stories, first source documents, which they have in their possession as a rule. And uh, it's just an incredible day to, to learn things that you just can't believe actually happened because you've never heard of it before. Yeah. You're like, what? Why, why, didn't, why didn't I know about that? Why didn't they teach that in school? So, so yeah, th- that's the live auction stuff there that you're talking about that's going to be happening here, or you can that bid by proxy. But there's also mm-hmm. a lot of stuff online, and I'll tweet this out on Twitter. Um, since I just, you know, you tweeted out your deal there um, uh, for the mm-hmm. raffle, I'll tweet out at Hangry Keith all of these different things. Like, I mean, look at the We the People Wood Decor sign, uh, signed by Glenn Beck. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to scroll through a lot of these. I mean, look at this. Gift certificates to, to places mm-hmm. to eat. Um, nice. Wow, look at this. A gift certificate for VIP seats to be in the audience of Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, we're going. Really? I'm going to bid on that. Yeah. Dr. Phil donated something? Yeah, look at that. Huh. So uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Look at that. Look at like ghost great. tours. I mean, there's so much That's stuff. Cool. you got to check this out. We'll tweet it out right now. Yeah, they always have great stuff. And, and this year might be the best. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number here. Um, hey, guess what? Uh, what? Some of our our guests arrived early <laughs> <laughs> at the border. You know, the guests we didn't invite uh-huh. or ask uh, to come, or didn't apply to come, or didn't ask us if they could come. But our guests, nonetheless, uh, showed up in Tijuana yesterday. What? <laughs> now, I thought they were miles. Thousands of miles, 21 days at least. It's a 21-day walk. Well, yeah, I mean, unless you walk onto a bus that drives you here, which is what happened. (laughs) Uh, So they walked all the way to the bus, and the bus drove them the rest of the way. 400 (laughs) people showed up in Tijuana yesterday. Isn't that wonderful? That's great. That's 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 really That's great. And... They uh, they hopped the fence. They climbed over the fence. Uh, we were told, "Oh, come on! They're not gonna, they're not breaking into the country illegally." Yeah, well, they did. Uh, they did. So, <laughs> and they're thousands of miles. This is not an invasion. What are you talking about? They're thousands of miles from here. As if what they're gonna disappear by the time they get here. What, what do you mean? I mean, I don't even understand that. Physics don't matter. We've already learned science doesn't matter with the left. Now physics. They absolutely hardcore vowed they're coming here. And they don't don't care what the president said. They don't care what the administration has done. They don't care that the military is there. They don't care about any of it. They have said they're coming, and they did. So 400 of them. Then another group of 70 arrived yesterday. And then there are three more caravans uh, on the way. So... But apparently they're they're laying down barbed wire at the border. But the uh, the migrants are going to another location instead. Right, right, <laughs> right. Good stuff. Uh, but there's some of the barbed wire they put uh, in a place where the migrants aren't coming. So <laughs> they just great. climbed over a different yeah, part. They're that's like, all yeah, that's right. We're in California. You're in Texas. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so we we put it at the nearest area where you know they everybody thought they were headed to mcallen because that was the closest and so they started barbed wiring the area around mcallen so instead they went to san diego have you ever seen the picture in san diego <laughs> where the border kind of stretches out from the shore it doesn't look like it mm. goes out that far at all mm-hmm. and i've just always thought 
Just just scuba dive. Yeah, you just swim you just, around you it. You swim around it and you come up, you know, a mile you down the road. Around it. Climb That's, up on the shore in California. Yeah. It's really not, you know, <laughs> rocket science. It's not that hard. <laughs> Anyhow. And, and, and so to the, to the Chris Cuomos and the, uh, uh, the rest of the boneheads on cable news talking about, oh, Shepard Smith. Well, they're not even coming here. They're not even coming. They're thousands of miles. Now, what do you say? Now, what do you say? Uh, what are the conspiracy theorists that they're they're coming here? It's an invasion. All right. Well, they weren't invited. Uh, we didn't tell them to come, and they didn't ask. So when thousands of people show up unwanted, uh, uninvited, what do you call that? You know, look it up in the dictionary under invasion, and it'll fit two of the three def- definitions. Uh, it's, it's agonizing. Look at it. There it is. There's San oh, Diego's yeah. board. Oh my god! It's like a, look at that. It's like it's I look at that. The fence in my backyard is in better shape than that. Come on, it just sticks out a little bit. And I think there's a couple of uh, patrol cars that sit there and kind of keep an eye out and look out toward the water. But come off it, man. We don't it's protect so, this country. It is so easy to come here um, illegally. It's just so easy, and we don't. We really don't do anything about it. And so they know that, and they know that, and so they they continue to come. Even when we tell them, look, you're not going to be allowed in, they know better. (laughs) I mean, President Trump can say that all he wants. They know better. They're like, okay, well, you're sending the military. So what are you going to do, shoot us? And, of course, the answer is no. We're not going to. Yep, and I would love to know, as word spread through the caravan, I'm sorry, through the... uh, Fun invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to know uh, when they heard that the Democrats won control of the House of Representatives. I wonder how they reacted. Oh yeah, hmm. you know they had to be pleased with that. It was a party night. Jeez, I'm sure. I mean, these Democrats are despicable. They were all on the side of the law just a few years ago, from Chuck Schumer to Barack Obama to uh, Hillary Clinton to Harry Reid to all of these. Butthooks who now enjoy, apparently love and encourage illegal immigration now. They were all saying the exact opposite just a few years ago. What changed? Well, they decided, you know, we're going to allow them in now because they'll all vote for us. What have we been fighting this for? Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's just allow them in. Well, yeah, but it does not change our position. Shh, nobody will even notice. Shh, George Soros likes it, and he's funding us as a party. So we're good with it so, now. Wow, your anti-Semitism is just mm-hmm. rearing its ugly head today. Okay. That is the second anti-Semite thing you've said this day. Hmm. Wow. I was just saying that, like, George Soros. Oh, my. Oh, boy. I haven't even finished oh, the boy. sentence. I mean, oh my. what is happening? I'm sorry. I I didn't know he was going to just come out like this today. I didn't know. My I bad. didn't know. Okay. <laughs> sorry. 888 uh, Also, Chucky Schumer says that there's new hope on gun control, so that's good news. Of course he does. In the wake of the most recent mass shooting... Um, and now the Democrats are going to control the House uh, in January. There is new hope with a new Congress that we can pass some good laws for gun safety, he said. If the Democratic House can pass something, GOP senators on the fence may now be persuaded. What would be first? An expansion of mandatory background checks. 
Okay, we already have mandatory background checks. Have you ever purchased a gun? (laughs) Have you ever bought a gun? Every time you do, you go through a background check. You answer questions. Come on. Wait. Sometimes the database is down. It's a process. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you get the gun. If you're a felon, if you're a spousal abuser, if you're adjudicated mentally ill, you don't. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's fine. That's where they're going to start the conversation. Yes. But it's going to end with them trying to actually get your guns. Ask Stacey Abrams, uh, who wants to be the governor of Georgia. And she's still working on that. Yep. Yeah, hold on. you know what? I, I I forget to look this up all morning. I heard that a federal judge, Georgia said they were going to have the decision on who's going to be the governor on Friday. Okay? Five o'clock Friday. We're going to have the count. We're going to be done. And I heard a federal judge said, no, we're extending that. I'm thinking, how in the world is that a federal issue? It's not even a U.S. Senate seat or anything like that. Wow. It's a state yeah. issue. I need to look up what is going on with that. That's a really good point. Um. And why would you? If they can get it done by Friday, why would you extend it? Get it done by Friday, then, if you can. Uh, judge orders Georgia to protect provisional ballots in Abrams-Kemp race. Um, yeah, it's a federal judge. I don't, again, I don't understand. It's a state office. Back off. Mm. Meanwhile, Michelle Obama, I know you've been wondering about her. Yes, what, is the, what are the arms um, up to? Yeah, she's, well, her arms are up to being fabulous, as I they always say. I hate when winter comes, because then they get covered up. I know, I don't Arr. like that either. Because uh, she's got incredible arms, mm-hmm. amazing arms, True unbelievable that. arms. True that. Um, she may look carefree now, but she's just adjusting to life, the real life after the White House. And it, it hasn't been smooth for her or the family pooches. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's going on with the family pooches? Don't say that. Don't. Don't. Oh, no. <clears throat> she said, here I am in my new home, just me and our dogs, Bo and Sonny, and I do simple things. I go downstairs and open the cabinet in my own kitchen, which you don't do in the White House because there's always somebody there going, let me get that. What do you want? And I made myself toast. She made toast? She made toast. She is incredible. How? Why can she make toast? Those arms. Those arms are so incredible and so talented that they're able to make (laughs) toast. They don't just look mm. great. No, they're they useful great. as well. Yeah. They're functional, fully functional arms. Wow. Toast. You huh? would think that they're just there for decoration because yeah. yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And then I took my toast and I walked out okay. <clears throat> into my backyard. Ooh. There were dogs barking in the distance and I realized Bo and Sonny had really never heard neighbor dogs. <gasps> they're like, what's that? And I'm like, yep. We're in the real world now, fellas. Yeah, they're in the real world, all right. They're in the real world of an $8 million home that they live in. That's the real world, Pumpkin. You bet it is. <laughs> That's the world we all live in. That's the real one. <laughs> or your dogs hear things in the distance because the next house is so freaking far away, yeah, you can barely hear them. <laughs> They're not not in my backyard where you hear dogs right to the left, straight back, catty corner, and right next to me, barking Mm -hmm. dogs everywhere. No, they're in the distance for Michelle. Look up their $8 million home in D.C. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, that's the real world. That's the real world that poor Michelle lives in. (laughs) 
somehow they finally overcame their college <sighs> debt and uh, now have been able to live in yeah. the real world yeah. debt free. She's one of us, Pat. One of us. <laughs> yep, just like you and me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. This is so important because uh, you really want to have that peace of mind that you're prepared for any eventuality. I mean, we, we prepare for everything else with putting money in a 401k, some kind of retirement plan. You know, you store jumper cables in case your battery ever uh, gives out. You buy insurance in case. You're preparing. You prepare things. You prepare for some eventuality. What if there's a snowstorm or a hurricane or tornado, wherever you live, um, there, there could be a disruption for a few days. And if you don't have any food in the house then, you know, you're stuck. Because by the time that happens, it's too late. The store shelves are empty. So go to um, my special website, preparewithpat.com. Preparewithpat.com. And check out their incredible offers. They've got the lowest prices of the year on two of their most popular emergency food kits right now. Go to preparewithpat.com and just get prepared. With You know, you can start with three days if you want. Uh, or a two-week supply. They've got these great kits. They're really easy to store, and it's really good food. It includes breakfast, lunch, dinner. Lasts up to 25 years in storage. You don't have to worry about bull weevils or any of that stuff. That People who have prepared with the buckets of wheat and corn and rice and all that, and then you lose it all. And that just sucks. So do this. Get prepared. Start you know, just start with a little bit of food supply, enough to get you through for three days or two weeks, and then work your way up from there. Go to preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Hi. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So much to get to. You know, get this European army they're talking about from uh Emmanuel Macron. Oh goody. And uh Angela Merkel both talking about, you know what we really need here is a uh an actual a real European army wow. to defend ourselves against uh, China, Russia, and even the United States. What? Wait, what? Even we're going to be at war with the United States, okay. Europe, huh? Okay, well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Is there a phone number we can call about that, Ivan? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that I, I story. Don't, I don't either. And uh, this is something you know we've been keeping an eye on ever since this EU thing because it's kind of been uh speculated that you know it's part of the new world order situation a uh, european army uh, but you know what go ahead build your european army and we'll take our troops and we'll bring them home because hmm. it's time good you defend yourself and if you can do that good for you great go for it defend yourself against russia <laughs> i'd like to i'd like that for once without without us having to jump into the middle of it as soon as you start getting your ass kicked, 
Okay, you build your Euro army, and we're not coming over there when Russia sweeps through Eastern Europe. And when they're into Central Europe, we're still not coming. And when they're in Western Europe, we're still not coming. Well, you built your Euro army. What do you mean? We're not coming over there. What are you talking about? You got this. Good luck. (laughs) Except we have to is the problem. We have to. We'd have to intervene. Yeah, because what happens when you let a European power go unchecked? Yep. You get Nazi Germany taking over an entire continent and then some. And by then, it's almost too late. So that's, I mean, would I love to see the, the troops come home from Germany? Yes. I'm tired of contributing to Germany's economy. We've contributed enough to Germany's economy. We've allowed them to concentrate on their economy and building up their technology for 65 to 70 years now. Okay, uh, time to come home. Same with Japan, same with Korea. Build your army, do your own defense. Uh, we'll see you later. Let us know how that goes. Uh, but it, it can never go that way. Even if they were to build the European army, uh, we'd still have to intervene if Russia is over overrunning that continent. Or China. Um, so, but I, I love their bravado. And, well, we just need to, we need to put together our own force so that we can defend ourselves against China and Russia and even the United States if we need to. Because uh, Donald Trump, who knows what will happen. <laughs> it's just it's so irritating. And you just, you just want to give him the opportunity to fail again. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety, and then they're taking shots at, at Trump's uh, talking about nationalism and how dangerous that is, and and Macron seemed to single out Donald Trump, although Trump didn't seem to take any offense to it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Macron said the old demons are rising again, ready to compete complete their task of chaos and death. Patriotism is the exact opposite of nationalism. Nationalism is a betrayal of patriotism. In saying our interests first, whatever happens to the others, you erase the most precious thing a nation can have, that which makes it live, that which causes it to be great, and that which is most important, its moral values. Okay, that's what we need, is for this Frenchy French guy to be lecturing us on morals and values. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. And and I will agree that uh, nationalism can get out of hand and it can become a very destructive force. Right. I just don't want to hear it from the French. From the French. I mean, that's exactly the point there is it's, Ugh. well, you're France, so... Just agonizing. I mean, you don't got a lot to brag about uh, yeah. at this point in your history, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe you could zip it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we all know that... You know, you planted trees along the Champs-Élysées so the German soldiers can march in the shade. We all know that. I mean, you should have pride okay. for, for all those trees. Right. I mean, I mean they are beautiful trees. Sure I'll are. say that. And I'm sure the German soldiers loved it when they when they were able to march, and it wasn't quite as hot for them in the summertime. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, not just once, but twice we had to chase them out of your stick and city. So yeah. why don't you shut your fat mouth? You can shut up, McCrone. Okay? okay, shut up. Shut up. That's all. Shut up! I think we told him. Uh, We did. We had a conversation. We did. And it was to tell you to shut up. Stop talking. Right. 888-933-93. More Pat Granley's coming up. Pat Gray. 
only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hey, don't forget you can get uh, Pat Gray Unleashed merchandise at uh, shop.theblaze.com as well. That's t-shirts, sweatshirts, caps that Keith is wearing, mm-hmm. um, mugs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, shop.theblaze.com. Oh, and yeah, that's kind of what the, in fact, that's a lot like what the mug looks like um, on the uh, internet. Mm-hmm. And that's very similar to the t-shirts it's you can buy. pretty close. Very, it's very close. Pretty. And also, we're going to give away some of these, too. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're going we're gonna to give away some uh, stuff very See, very we had soon. to order them, too, <clears throat> in order to give them away. So what we had to do. So we're waiting. So we're waiting. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Deadly radiation from the cosmos, potential vision loss, atrophying bones. Those are just some of the fun challenges scientists have to overcome before any future astronaut can set foot on Mars. So deadly radiate radiation, eh. potential vision loss, and atrophying bones. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not that didn't sound like a good trip to me. Sounds like there's some issues with that plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So NASA believes it could put humans on the red planet within 25 years, uh, but the technological and medical hurdles are immense. The cost of solving those means that under current budgets <clears throat> or slight expanded budgets, it's going to take about 25 years to solve the problems. We need to get started right now on certain key technologies at an so, Mars is an average of 140 million miles from Earth. Hmm. At its furthest, it's about 225 million. So, that's, uh, that's a ways. At its nearest, in 2003, it got within about 35 million. Oh, we could have thrown a rock. Yeah, you could almost throw a rock if there. If I only it's known. It's so easy to get there at 35 million <laughs> miles. We, we spit 35 million miles. That's easy. <laughs> But it, but the average is 140. So you would wait, obviously, until it's a little closer and you're closer together in your orbits. And, and I think that you try to slingshot around the sun or something to save energy and time. And um, But, they're, you know, you're in space a long time. It's a six-month flight at best. Six months to get there. Um, so, oh, this actually says it would take an astronaut, maybe I should have read a little further, mm-hmm. nine months to reach Mars. Wow. So the physical toll of that, you know, that long in zero gravity uh, would be really hard because you, you get to the you get to the planet, you spend I don't know how long you would spend there on a trip that far. I mean, you got to probably want to be there for months. Yeah, you got to decorate, set up shop there. And- well, and you have to find first of all, you got to find the slaves, oh, the yeah, kids, yeah, 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 the yeah. sex slaves. Yep. They took a 20-year journey. I don't know. They must have gone when it was 225 million miles. Let's order a business, number one. Okay, so you find Mm -hmm. the sex slave kids that it took them, you know, Alex Jones found out about that, and uh, it took them 20 years to get there, and the only thing left for them to do was be 
sex slaves once they got there. Do you think they have NFL Sunday ticket <clears throat> on Mars? Do you think that's something we could work out? It would probably be somewhat expensive if they did. Because hmm. uh, then I'm out. Okay. Then I'm out. Yeah, you're beaming it quite a ways. Whatever. So I'm, I'm not doing this now. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it, that's the first order of business is to rescue the sex slaves. And then there were some other issues there that uh, Alex also found out about. I was told on air mm-hmm. and off air. And on air and off the air. The second person to walk on the moon, Buzz Aldrin, mm-hmm. that right. there was an obelisk an on obelisk. the lone moon of Mars. An obelisk. Okay. Indeed, like 2001 Space Odyssey. Indeed. Sending out a signal towards Saturn, not Jupiter. Oh, okay, because we know about the one going towards Jupiter, but this one's going towards Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just to get that clear in your mind, it's not the Jupiter signal. It's the signal going to Saturn. Okay, all right. And and he then went on further, further. on air and also off air. Wow, boy. When I Again, met with him personally once and also had a phone call with him right. until people clamped down on him oh. because his secretary was a big listener. There's no doubt he... No doubt Buzz wanted to spend a lot more time mm-hmm. with Alex, but he couldn't because uh, people clamped down on him. <laughs> Dang, I hate when that happens, don't you? Yep. Shoot. Clamping okay. down. Yep. That there were big underground lakes, not just frozen water okay. on Mars, yeah. but that southern and northern ice caps. Southern and northern. And mm-hmm. that there was also underground water on the moon. And I, I talked on about this before it broke. Buzz Aldrin told me when it I was broke. out in L.A., mm-hmm. <laughs> This is like 10 years ago now. He said, yeah, in about a year, they're mm-hmm. going to launch an Indian probe. Indian probe in a year. This was they're going to launch an Indian probe. Okay, so this has happened already. I'm going to look this mm-hmm. up. They're going to Into the into surface, surface, like a meteorite of the moon, okay. to then eject up the water particulate and prove the theory ah. that there are underground lakes. Well, he's telling me all this. Okay, so that should have been done al- already because this is from a while ago when he found yeah, this out. Let's see. Here's a headline. So what, from, the Indian probe that went in like a meteorite. Yeah, here's here's the launched headline. Launched up the water particulate. India's tryst with moon, 10 uh, years and two missions. Okay. But I don't know that. I mean, I think we would have heard if, if, if they You would found. think. Um, but they didn't find the lakes? They didn't find the underground lakes? Let's see. Control F lake. Nothing. Uh, oh, no. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Dang it. All right, well, there's more. I mean, and then, and then I'm walking to an airport almost a year later, okay. and there's USA Today. USA Indian Today. probe crashed in, discovers underground lake. I mean, <laughs> okay, USA Today, Indian probe finds underground lake on the moon. USA, USA Today. So, uh, uh, you so I'm, at, I'm at Times of India, so that's my bad. Yeah, that's your bad. I'll Go look- to USA Today. And uh, you'll find it there. Okay. What does NASA know that we haven't been told? Oh, are you That's the whole me? point, is we have a breakaway right. civilization. Civilization, here. yeah. Wow. Yeah. We have a whole system of 30, 40, 50 year 50. advanced technologies. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. We're not being made it's privy confirmed. to what's really going on. Life right. extension, you name it. You name it. I want access to that. Me too. I want my wife to have that. I want you to have that. I Thank want my you. children Thank to you. have that. Thank you, Alex. That's nice of you. But the people at Alphabet and Google and Facebook and Twitter, they're on power trips. Trips. They think the public's profane and ignorant, and stupid, I know. and well, right. Well, you got We don't deserve access to all that. No, right. No. Well, you no. know, our ancestors developed the technology. They paid the taxes. We built uh-huh. 
military industrial complex and the, the military industrial complex that Eisenhower talked about. He did talk about, that, about the I military that. part of the mm -hmm. speech. He said the technological elite that controls it. Right. It's a 21 minute farewell address. 1961. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two nights before it, Kennedy got sworn in. Uh -huh. And he was very nervous when it was happening. Somebody dropped a book or something. There's a bang and you see him jump. He thought he was going to get killed. Thought he was going to get killed. He was talking about it. And he said yeah. all the money, all uh -huh. the ideas mm -hmm. are being siphoned off behind this wall. Yeah. And we yeah. need to beware of this. Beware of it. We do. We need to be aware of it. Okay. So uh, that's a lot to, you know, to decipher all at once. Well, I've got an update. And then you do? Okay. What's the update? So I went to USA, USA Today, Today as recommended mm -hmm. by Alex Jones. Yeah. And uh, I looked up keyword uh, articles that had India, lakes, and moon <clears throat> in it. And I did find one. Okay. I, I did find one, Pat. And the headline of the article is, Big Beer Makers Are Happy to Go Hoppy. So. What? That was, doesn't sound like an, like an Indian sound. probe slamming into Mar mm. or Marsh or the moon. Sounds like we're. And, uh, and blowing up particulates, water particulates, into no. the atmosphere. No, it actually, it sounds hmm. like uh, we're talking about India pale ale beers. We're talking about. <laughs> That's uh, not what. Yeah, we're talking. No, what he's no, no, talking about. We're talking about Blue Moon beer. That's okay. not the conversation we wanted to have. <laughs> and, wow. uh And we're talking about the Great Lakes well, Brewing no, he Company. He said he a year later he saw it in USA Today. I don't believe he did. Wow. I wow. Are Alex, you wait? Are you calling his word into into question here? I would like to go wow. on the record as wow having called Alex Jones's words into question. Into question. Yes. That is something else. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you better be careful there, my friend. You know what? I mean, what? we work in an FBI CIA substation, and uh, yeah. you could be disappeared for something like that. I could be disappeared? You could be disappeared okay. for that. Well, that sounds like a fun uh, time, actually. I yeah. Know. I don't know if you know who runs this substation, mm -hmm. but it's Glenn Beck, okay? Oh. And uh, he can have you disappeared anytime he wants. He's oh. in with the government. Yeah. But so there's that part of the Mars story, and then there, of course, is this that we alluded to. This may strike your listeners as way out, but we no. actually no. believe that there is a colony on Mars it's a that colony. is populated by children who were kidnapped yeah. and sent into space on a 20-year ride. A 20-year uh, so ride. Once they get to Mars, they have no alternative but no to be alternative. slaves on the Mars colony. Because after 20 years, what else do you have to look forward to? Just sex slavery. That's it. That's all. I mean, what are you going to? I mean, after twenty years, you're not going to become a doctor, right, or a lawyer. Yeah, I don't on think Mars. the University of Mars is up and running no, yet. You're you're not going to be a Martian lawyer. You're not going to. Oh, there's so. all kinds of. Well, I, look, I know ninety percent of the of the of the NASA right, missions right. are secret, and I was told by high level NASA engineers yeah. that the, you have no idea. There's so no much idea. stuff going on, but then it goes off so into much. all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing the media jumps on. But I know this. We see a bunch of mechanical wreckage on Mars, and people say, oh, look, it looks like you know mechanics. They go, oh, you're a conspiracy right. theorist. Right. Clearly, they don't want us looking into what's happening. Every Clearly. time probes go over, they turn them off. Every time. Every single time. Otherwise, who knows what they, you'd see. You'd see all the stuff going on there. And uh, the Martians don't want you to see it. Uh, <laughs> 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Gen Xer Kim tweets... Uh, I'll trade Michelle Obama's house for the one I live in. I bet she'll be begging to go back to her $8 million home. Well, I mean, she's in real life now. So she already knows what you go through, Gen X or Kim.
smallmouth bass uh smallmouth bass curd tweets if russia invaded germany and france would that be a fun vision oh yeah 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 that's a fun vision <laughs> fun vision I, I think if you have a weaponry it's not as fun a vision as as this is Oh. Yeah. And it's not as fun of evasion as we're going through right now because uh-huh. this is a fun vacation. What if you have rocks and sticks and stuff like that? Yeah, it's still fun. Okay. It's still fun. All right. Steve Glenn tweets uh, Doesn't the B in LGBTQA, it's LGBT. When won't people get this right? Hmm? It's just not tough. It's not that hard. What do you mean? It's LGBTQQIA2 plus infinity. Uh, but doesn't the B mean there's only. Uh, two genders. Oh, oh my! Busted! What a good point. Yeah, yeah, because it's lesbian, gay, bi. Bi means oh two. Oh my goodness! Bi means two. Nice job. Man. Why the hate? Stephen Glenn. Uh, what Nailed was the, it? What was the new thing? we quilt bag. Why that? Why the hate? Quilt yeah. bags. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, USMC Drake thirteen seventy one. Would what France wants to do be in violation of NATO? Mm, have their own little European um, army going there? That's interesting. That's mm. interesting. Is there a phone number he can call and find out about that, Ivan? When, when can he call, Ivan? Anytime he wants to. I mean, <laughs> call. We're going to do United a best-of audio show soon because uh, we need to. It, it'll just be fun. Um Maybe a good time for that would be next Wednesday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Well, we're doing uh, right. we're doing a special Thanksgiving edition of Moron Trivia that day between the oh, are we bears and lions? That's right. So maybe we should do that some other day. Yeah. Maybe maybe Friday we'll do it. I don't know. Um, but uh, yes, we're going to do it because we haven't we haven't done a best of audio show for a for a long time. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and there's a lot of stuff I want to I want to play again. Um, I've got some, uh, I've got some examples here actually of really good audio that we haven't played in a really long time. Yeah. So we'll save it. Okay. We'll save it for Friday. <laughs> okay. Uh, triple eight, tariffs with China are forcing us soybean farmers, uh, to sell to Iran at lower prices. Oh, that doesn't sound good. So this, uh, uh, as we warned, the, the tariff thing is not going to be good for farmers. It's not going to be good for consumers. It's not going to be good for the economy. In retaliation for the Trump t- tariffs on Chinese goods, China imposed tariffs on $34 billion worth of imports from the U.S., including soybeans. In the first seven weeks uh, of this marketing year, the U.S. exported 239 million bushels of soybeans to China. For the first seven weeks of 2018 to 2019 marketing year, it dropped to 7 point, So it went from 239 million to 7.4 million. Wow. That's, that's, that's quite the drop. Not good. <sighs> In September 2017, China bought 1.1 billion worth of so- soybeans. But in September 2018, a year later... It bought twenty four million, so it went from one point one billion. China would buy soybeans to from us. Twenty four million. Again, oh my gosh, that's quite the drop. Before the tariffs, mm-hmm. China was the largest buyer of U.S. soybeans, purchasing twelve and a quarter billion worth of the product in two thousand seventeen. 
So now 98, so the 98% uh, drop in what yeah, they yeah. buy from our farmers, that's not good. The loss of the Chinese market has caused the price of U.S. soybeans, which were planted in large quantities with the assumption that they'd be sold to China, uh, to drop radically, like we've sold 98% less. Uh, Reuters reported that the price might drop so low that it would be cheaper for Brazilian soybean processors to buy U.S. crops than to buy locally. (laughs) Soybean exporters have been frantically trying to find other markets to offset the impact of the tariffs as much as they can. I mean, but how do you replace 98% of your market that quickly? Hey, anybody want soybeans? Who wants soybeans? Got soybeans here for a pretty good price. <laughs> Giving them away. Soybeans. Wow. So um, tariffs, they are not... Tariffs don't uh, work. Not a good plan there. You know, it's economy. too bad because we just, we, we just had that great deal just... Well, I guess it's been a few years now. It's been like 12 years <laughs> when uh, Bush got us that great deal on corn and beans with Mexico that he was so proud of. <laughs> Anybody remember this announcement? Pledge to the president yeah. that we would work together to mm-hmm. ensure a smooth transition to full trade in dealing with sensitive issues such as corn and beans. <laughs> <laughs> sensitive There's issues. one of my favorite audio pieces of all time. Sensitive issues. I was, sensitive issues yeah. like corn and beans. <laughs> On sensitive issues like corn and beans. And, uh, another sensitive issue is that, is that uh, poor people aren't necessarily killers. They probably are, but they're not necessarily killers. Uh-huh. A lot of times they will be because yeah. they're poor. There's a good chance. They're poor, so they probably killed somebody at some point. But, but not necessarily. They don't have to kill just because they're poor. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you know, so. I, I miss I miss those <laughs> sensitive issues of corn and, corn beans, and beans as opposed to 2018 mm-hmm. when we don't even know what we are based on what's between our legs. Yeah. That was such a simpler time. Oh, it was, wasn't oh, it? Oh, corn and beans. Oh, I'd take that back no, anytime. Beans and Franks. I mean, I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, also, after years of low, low prices fed by near zero interest rates in a convalescing economy, Americans now are waking up to costlier consumer living. Yay! Good. We've got inflation now, <laughs> and we couldn't be prouder. It's going to get good. Every day, household staples like diapers, toothpaste, shampoo, and dishwashing liquid, mm-hmm. not to mention soft drinks, cookies, chocolate, cat litter, um, cars have all started getting more expensive. Oh, this is getting good. A trend expected to continue into early next year. Yes! Woo-hoo! Yes! Higher yeah! prices! Yes! Yeah! So we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. auto giant GM upped the average price of its SUVs. We've upped our price. Now, up yours. Uh, so they've upped, upped the average price of its SUVs, crossovers, and pickups by $800, something the company ties to rising costs of steel and aluminum. <laughs> Thanks to tariffs. There we go. There's that word. You keep using that word. Thank you, tariffs. That's wonderful. Uh, American manufacturers are now paying 8% more for aluminum than they did a year ago and 38% more for steel. Yes, because we're protecting American steel companies. Yes, 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 yes. These policies are good. They're good. 
I'm sorry, the, the economy is going to suffer if we don't stop. Yep. It this is game going of chicken, to suffer. This game and of we're chicken. seeing it. It is suffering right now. Yep. We need to stop the tariff war. We need to stop it. Fearing a consumer backlash, some businesses are considering alternatives like rerouting their supply chains to circumvent the tariffs. <laughs> See, they're trying to work around oh, it. man. Because they suck. Well, and even the workaround is going to cost them money. Yep, so that's true. Eventually, yep. those prices will come to us as well. Mm-hmm. And you know who's going to get the blame for no that? There's no win here. You know who's going to get the blame? It's going to be Trump. It is. And a lot of this is his doing. Well, and in 2020... Um, if yep. you think the Democratic House is bad enough, be mm. careful, because these policies are going to lead to a Democratic president. Not careful. Uh, if he's not careful, yeah, mm-hmm. it will. I mean, it's hard to imagine that right now, but if things got really expensive and you know the economy starts to suffer and go south, uh, that's what's keeping this going right now, the yeah. economy. The economy is keeping the Trump administration afloat. If the economy goes south, oh, we're done. We're done. You'll you'll see a Democratic elected president, and you'll see probably the uh, the Democrats take the Senate as well. And then <laughs> all bets are off. All bets are off. And then you've got the Democratic socialists that are so prevalent right now, mm-hmm. and and uh, so prominent, like the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez of the world, and the Bernie Sanders. Um, they're going to start insisting that they do health care for all. They do the Medicare Medicare for all thing. Uh, they're going to insist on free college education for everybody. Well, these are things that the rest of the world does. We've got to do it, dude. We're the most prosperous nation on earth. We got to. You just do it. You yeah. just do it. You just pay for it. And socialists have had have found a home. <clears throat> they have been welcomed. Into the Democratic Party, they sure you know, have. We had the clip. I don't. Do you want to play that second clip of the CEO of the DNC? That little short clip where yeah. he get, she gets mm-hmm. asked about, uh, "Hey, our we'll play that clip, guys." Is is there room for socialists in the Democratic Party? You know, I, I think you know, we can. Um, you know, we can mm-hmm. get in, involved in you know what we what we all call ourselves. I think there is room <laughs> for all sorts of Democrats in the Democratic uh, Party. Ugh. You know, we could get involved in 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 what we call ourselves. No, okay. There's a specific uh, meaning to these words. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of that, but socialist is not just a name. That's not just a name. It's a political ideology. So, is there? Are you welcoming socialists? And of course, the answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, they're not welcoming socialists. Yeah. The socialists have already taken over the yeah, Democrat that, that, Party. That, that's a fun They're invasion. Already there. That's a fun invasion that's already happened. It's it's that that battle's over. I mean, they lost that war. Um, now it's just our Democrats welcome in the Socialist Party, and the answer is no. There's still a Democrat left in the Democrat Party, and his name is Joe Manchin, and he's not welcome there. Do they love Joe Manchin? <laughs> no, they do not. No, they don't. They're embarrassed by Joe Manchin. Uh, Joe Manchin pisses them off. And Joe Manchin is about the only sanity left in that whole party. And he's not that sane. So, (laughs) bring it home. Just unbelievable. It is really, truly unbelievable. Uh, 888-900-3393. And uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter for uh, tomorrow... 
Um, Anise flavored slug tweets. <laughs> Everyone was kung fu fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a the, video. Their moves were fast as lightning. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit frightening, but they fought with expert timing. Uh, and here they are, oh, uh, kitty kung cats. fu fighting. It, it, wonderful cat video. Oh, just show, finish show us off the, the day. Show us the cat. Watch this little kitten attacks a cat. Bites off a little more than you can chew. <laughs> that's awesome. Look at the size of that cat. That's not a fair fight. <laughs> well, the kitten started it. That's not a fair fight. That was funny. Right there. Good stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad you bring these cat videos to the show every oh, day. Oh, you do. You like it. Um, then we had the video of the crawdads. And do we have time for the oh, crawdads? Oh, yeah. Play the crawdad chick. Yeah. yeah. Show the crawdads. Okay. It's raining really, really hard. I'm soaking wet. But I got to show you this. Check it out. Uh, there's a crawdad. <laughs> Hope you can see him. Swimming across the street. Can you see him? Thanks, Linnell. Dark night. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, Oh, that looks like a lobster. (laughs) Wow. She's the one that called us. There's a crawdad swimming in the streets of Dallas. Thanks, Linnell. Thank you, Al Gore. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.